You're listening to the Meet the Farmers podcast with me, your host, Ben Eagle. Please remember to subscribe to the show wherever you are listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 219 of the Meet the Farmers podcast with me, Ben Eagle. Today on the show, we're meeting Lancashire-based beef and arable farmer, Amy Wilkinson, uh, who farms with her family on 285 hectares of talented land. As well as their arable rotation, the Wilkinsons raise 650 dairy crosses, which they finish. Uh, Amy is also a columnist with Farmer's Guardian. And Amy, I should also congratulate you because you've now officially finished Harvest 2023. I know, but on the 9th of October, it's taken long enough, hasn't it? But we got there eventually. So. Yeah, really long and drawn out. When did you When did you start? Can you remember? Uh, so oilseed rape, we started July, probably, I'd say 15th. Yeah. So, yeah. It's it's been a long one, but no, we've changed our cropping a bit this year and different things like that, and reintroduced beans. Which, when the weather is against you, it's really difficult. But no, we got there in the end. So yeah, well, well done. Um, and uh, I assume it is. It's been pretty pretty wet where I where you are. Tell us about your part of Lancashire. Oh, yeah. So we are right on the coast, very windy um, and, yeah, very, very wet. We seem to have the cold and wet constantly, especially this year. But no, we're about a mile away from the beach where I am. So, yeah, very flat, very good for the arable side and quite good for the opportunities that we have for the beef side as well, because we do a lot of grazing on the salt marshes so being on the coast it works well for us to be fair nice and give the tourist plug for lancashire what why should people visit oh it's gorgeous and um it's one of the few counties in the uk that you can see every single different crop being grown it's yeah. down where i am in southport there's there's uh, a massive vegetable kind of tomatoes and potatoes all sorts of different things and then you go up to kind of Chorley and that way and it's all hill sheep and yeah we're a bit of a varied county really but no it's it's gorgeous but I've got to say I love I do love Liverpool as well I'm a bit of a scouser at heart I'm quite close okay. to there as well so no that's a good night out so yeah <laughs> best of both worlds um I mean you did you grew up on the farm so I'm wondering what was the I don't think I've actually ever asked this question. What was the best thing, but worse also what was the worst thing about that? So the best thing was definitely you always had the space to just run around and do whatever you wanted. And I think that certainly came through even more during lockdown when we had acres and acres to roam across. And I was speaking to friends in London who were stuck in a tiny flat for God knows how long every day. But no, the worst thing was always being roped in. At the t when we were younger, we used to grow, dad still grew 100 acres of potatoes as well. So me and my sister used to get the text on the bus saying, oh, like, you, you get changed, bring a brew, you're coming to grade after oh, school. grading so, time. Yeah. Yeah, um, picking moldy spuds off a line for, 
years and years and we used to get paid one pound an hour or get taken to Woolies at the end of the week which was like the <laughs> biggest treat in the world so yeah but no I'm glad we don't grow spuds anymore but <laughs> are you the only you mentioned your sister there are you the only only one of your siblings to to go into farming or so far, uh, I'm the oldest and then I have two sisters and a little brother. My little brother helps out on the yard quite a bit. He's a bit more of a tractor lad, but no, we've never been pressured or anything to go into the farm. My way in was a bit of a windy road. So yeah, we'll see where everyone ends up, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Take us on that winding road. What what was happening? I was, school, I wasn't, I was an average kid, really. Um I tried very, very hard in my GCSEs and I did surprisingly a lot better than expected. One of those moments my mum and dad were like, oh, she's not stupid then. Like, um, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure so, they didn't think that before. Oh, uh, I mean, maybe. <laughs> but uh, no, so I then got into a very high performing college uh, to do my A-levels and I absolutely failed miserably. No. Yeah, so came home that summer and I was really sick of it. I just, I didn't like the college at all either. It was very much kind of, you've got to get the top highest grades kind of thing. And yeah, I, it wasn't working for me. So we ended up, came home, worked for the summer, started really enjoying that. And yeah, I ended up going to Maiska College and I did my BTEC in agriculture there. And then I did my degree there as well. And then absolutely loved it um probably the best thing i've ever done it brought me out of my shell a lot i was i was a chubby ginger kid with glasses and braces like school wasn't fun i was very shy and then yeah my isca was kind of dragged me out of my shell and was like talk to people so right. yeah this episode is being supported by our primary sponsor, Howden Rural, which is the new name for A-Plan Rural. The Howden team shares my passion for giving a voice to farmers, and we are both driven to raise the profile of farming voices to a wider audience. Howden Rural do a lot of work on social media themselves, sharing farming accounts and farming stories. They have a rural community blog which shares farmers' experiences. They also support a growing number of initiatives that champion UK farmers, including this podcast. So a big thank you to Howden Rural for supporting Meet the Farmers. Great. Um, yeah, I mean, tell us a little bit more about your, your time there in terms of what you, in terms of, I suppose, the, the farming side as well. Um, so my school was fab. I met some of my best friends who are still my best friends. Um, one of the biggest draws for my school when I went was they did amazing trips. Um, so they did things like we went to we did a study tour of Canada, um, Western Canada. We did a study oh. tour of Texas. Uh, we were actually meant to go to Israel, um, but that one got cancelled because Trump started tried to start a war, and then obviously. We are to where we are now. Um, yeah. But no, the trips are amazing. And no, I just loved it. Met some amazing people and had the most fun I've ever had. Um, and then I chose to stay on to my degree. I went around all the big unis, Harper and Royal Ag and all those ones. And I just, I, I just wanted to get the piece of paper and get out really. So that's what I did. And Maiska helped me do that. So, yeah. What did you see on your trip to Canada? Oh, all sorts. We, that was mainly 
I say mainly, we did focus on beef a lot because obviously their system is very different. Um, but we also went to, it wasn't an Amish farm. It was a different kind of, I can't, I don't know the word, a different kind of religious group, if that makes sense. And okay. that was really interesting. For example, the homes, there's no electricity. It's all very traditional, but their farms, they have the highest technology you've ever seen and it's just two completely different worlds but they just kind of they their main focus is the farm and the food production in the farm and it was it was crazy really and no I actually fell in love with Canada and its people and I ended up going on and working out well working a summer out in Canada which I absolutely loved once I finished my degree and um yeah but Texas as well Texas was amazing it was proper cowboys and yeah. yeah, completely different to here. So, yeah, uh, let's talk about the farm business. Um, what have you got going on, and uh, I mean, how, how has it changed as well as over, over time as well? Um, so when my granddad was here, I think like traditionally, a lot of farmers they had a lot of different things going on, uh, a lot of different sides to the business. They were very lucky in the seventies. My grandma and granddad managed to grow the business a lot. Um, but then, fortunately, my granddad died in 1997, and my dad was only 23. Uh, oh, wow. All his, yeah, all his brothers had been kind of set up on farms elsewhere, and dad kind of took over the home farm, if that makes sense. And yeah, it's he was 23 and had two kids by that point as well, so he had a lot going on. But <laughs> yeah, um, but no, yeah. Since my dad took it over, we've definitely specialised into more the beef and the arable side. But I'd say the beef side is what we are known for a lot better. And I think it's because where we are, there's not many kind of livestock farmers either. It's just kind of us and one or two others. It's a lot of crops. It's a big crop area, really. Yeah. Where's it? Just talking um, markets and abattoirs. What's what, what's the situation like in in Lanks? There is quite a few big ones up here, but they are they're a distance away. So we have one local abattoir, which is a small family run business that we use to take our kind of our butchers bullocks to. We supply a few butchers that way. Um but mainly it's Woodheads at Cone or Dumbia at Sawley. The the two big ones up here. Um but no, they're all a fair drive or there's um the one in Nutsford, oh, I've forgotten that one's name, but no, there's a few up here, but no, there's not many small local ones. They've all seemed to disappear quite fast, really. Yeah. What 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 side do you prefer, the, the, the arable or the beef? I'm a cowgirl, yeah, beef. Okay. Yeah. No, it's... I don't mind. I can do both. I enjoy both, but um, no, I get quite bored sitting on a tractor every day like harvest the first week it's aged everywhere yeah brilliant <laughs> and then when you're getting into kind of the fourth week you're a bit like no i want to go play with some cows now yeah. <laughs> but no what are your challenges as a business going forward uh i think definitely being a tenant farm is massive for us um we recently had a massive change in kind of landlord um a 
millionaire came in and bought the entire estate and we didn't really get any notice told about it or anything like that until they turned up wow. one day and said well you new landlord so um yeah but it's very difficult to they're not very keen to invest in the farm which it's all been put up in the 1960s so it needs some investment but as a tenant you don't feel like you can be the sole investor if that makes sense because yep. you don't own it but um no we're doing as much as we can through the kind of the grants which are great and um, we concreted the yard this year which was massive for us we spent years wading around in kind of slop through winter and yeah this is the first year with concrete and we're very excited so. <laughs> it's the small things sometimes or big yeah. things in that really but yeah yeah so no but also and, uh, obviously the weather is yeah. always the biggest one but yeah Meet the Farmers is brought to you by Rural Pod Media, the only podcast production agency to specialise in the rural sector. We're on a mission to make rural stories mainstream and help businesses, organisations and communities like you tell your story through podcasting. Podcasting is a fantastic way of connecting with your audience, whoever that might be, getting your message out there and networking with leaders in your niche. Rural Pod Media can help you by launching your new podcast or helping you with the technical side. We also provide podcast training and an audit service. If you already have a podcast, you're not sure where to take it to next. For more information or to book a call, visit ruralpodmedia.co.uk. That's ruralpodmedia.co.uk. Yeah. Um, t- taking things forwards, I mean, you've so you've you've grown your numbers in terms of um, the the uh, the number of, of dairy crosses that you're bringing in. But um, any other sort of opportunities you're sort of looking at? Or are you quite sort of happy with the situation at the moment? Um, we are probably to max capacity with the cattle side of the business. We just can't. We wouldn't be able to fit any more in. <laughs> yeah. But no, we. I think my dad's looking at growing the arable side maybe a bit more. We've been offered a few opportunities, but also we've also been offered a few on the beef side as well. Um, I've kind of, through lockdown, I got into selling beef boxes and because it's salt marsh beef, there was always salt marsh lamb. And I thought, well, it's a niche you can, I can only try. And it's gone really well. We now supply a really great local butchers and that's helped us get into restaurants and I'd love to kind of move forward that a bit more and kind of go work towards that a bit more that I'd say that's my more as we've kind of me and dad are both on the farm we've kind of got our sides now whereas I'm the beef and he's kind of the crop side so it works well and uh, especially as dad's getting older he doesn't want to be kind of like messing about with cows all day he's quite happy sat on his combine like he was buzzing today so yeah good good uh, the farmer's guardian how did that opportunity come about and um have you uh, have you always enjoyed sort of i suppose talking about what you're doing on a wider scale yeah so it was very random um basically they were advertising on their facebook page about a a family focused kind of writer and luckily I'd been and done a day's work experience during hashtag farm 24 before and editor Ben who is Ben Briggs the editor at the time I emailed him and was I just said 
look, I'd, I'd be up for it, but if you have anyone else, literally, who would be better, like, there's no offence, nothing like that. Um, <laughs> but no, he, he was really kind, he was really lovely, and he was like, no, actually, I think you'd be really good at it, just from, like, your personality. And I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, we started doing that, and they've just been lovely to me. They've given me so many opportunities. I now do some freelance work for them as a journalist. Um, I also, they take me to Lama every year and make me kind of interview people, which is ace. It's just a completely different thing to be doing, but I absolutely love it. And especially love just writing my column, my silly little stories about farm life. Um, yeah, they're my favorite things to do. So yeah, that's yeah. what I really enjoy about it. Yeah. You're not, I probably shouldn't ask this question. You're not tempted to leave the farm, become a journalist. Um, no, I don't. Uh, I think I've always just seen it as something extra, especially being a tenant farm. I think it's good to have something outside the farm as well, just to fall back on. But um, no, it's. I absolutely love it, but I'm not. I, I like my cows too much. It's what Toby Watley, head of machinery, says. Is I'd never yeah. get you full time, and you like your cows too much. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no. Just a little more about our primary sponsor, Howden Rural, which is the new name for A-Plan Rural. Same people, different name. Howden Rural provide bespoke insurance cover for farms and estates. This could be for anything from tractors and machinery to a new exciting diversification venture. So for more information, visit howdeninsurance.co.uk forward slash rural. Broadening us out to uh, the wider industry, um, what for you do you think is the biggest challenge, and there are many, that farmers face generally at the moment? Oh, God. Uh, obviously, the weather is a massive one. We seem to be getting drier springs, um, which luckily up here for us hasn't been too bad as we're on quite mossy soils. But when it starts to rain like it's rained this year, we've obviously been washed out pretty much. Um, but there's all sorts of different issues going forward. I recently, the NFU, my local NFU arranged for us to meet a, um, our local MP, Conservative MP. And it's very difficult to talk to someone who has no, you know that they could be saying that to any industry to keep them happy, if that makes sense. Um I think the sway we have is deteriorating, but also grew in the general public a lot during lockdown. So I think we have more respect in the general public, but not in the, obviously, the politicians. But no, I think as a young person, I'd say trying to plan for the future is really hard. I have a lot of talks on Instagram um, with people my age trying to talk about how you want to move the farm forward and how to start those conversations, but also a lot of new entrants who are really struggling because of there is no farm tenancies anymore that allows them to make a go of things. Um, but no, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. There's a lot of good opportunities as well in this industry. I think I'm a good I'd like to say I'm a good representative of that. You can go out and find a different way as well. Um, but no, it's it's a bit of a scary time at the minute, isn't it? <laughs> so 
Yeah, you could say that. You could say that, but but, but you must be. I mean, yeah, because you are where you are, and, and you're, you're forging ahead. So you must be pretty confident in your future in in ag. Oh, definitely. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm very lucky that we had the family farm, and my dad, although his patience seems to have uh, lessened as we got older. Um, <laughs> When I started, he was really, really patient and showed me the ropes really well. And I hope to do that for other people. We employ students and that kind of thing to encourage people into the industry. Um, but no, I absolutely love what I do. I couldn't do anything else. Um, so, and I'm passionate about it. And that's probably why I get asked to talk to people like MPs, I guess. Um, but no, it's, I think if it's in you, you can't do anything else. So, no, it's, I think also using the general public to your kind of advantage has really helped our business. For example, I started posting on Instagram and Facebook, just silly stories. And that's massively helped me grow kind of the beef side with doing boxes and the getting into restaurants has been amazing as well so yeah i think talk to the general public educate maybe the wrong word but don't berate them for not knowing where their food comes from because it's not their fault at the end of the day if you go into any high school at the minute my brother's still in high school they don't get taught how to cook let alone where it comes from so yeah how, how far afield are you selling the boxes so I'd love to, my big aim for next year is to be able to get a website up and try and sell kind of through the post. Okay. It's something that scares me a little bit, but look, at the moment it's just kind of locally. Um, but where we are, I'm very lucky that obviously we have quite a few, there's two big cities near me, there's, there's yeah. a lot of towns kind of thing. So now I have... A fridge van called Vera. She's not the nicest thing to <laughs> use every day, but she, yeah, she does the job well. So, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, there are plenty of farmers in far more remote places who are making it work. So I'm, I'm sure you can too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one of those classic questions which everyone hates Where do you see yourself in 10 years' time? Oh, I hope to have got. Southport salt mash beef in a fancy restaurant in London. Okay. That's one goal. And I hope to still be working hard, but maybe have a bit more of a life as well. I think that's one of my goals is to have a bit more of a work-life balance. And I would like to still be writing silly columns that hopefully people will enjoy. So, <laughs> yeah, I think they're my three big goals. But they sound yeah they sound pretty good goals um we're gonna move on to the quick questions uh you you said you're not much of a tractor, tractor person but you're still gonna have a view on this what color tractor red blue or green red i'm a massy girl that's nice so. and easy <laughs> <laughs> um, if you had to choose one and one only what would it be a lambing season a harvest season or milk every day I'd quite like to do a lambing season just because okay. it's something I haven't done before. I used to milk on a dairy farm kind of as once a week, but no, lambing season, I'd, I'd give a good go, to be fair. Well, I'd like that, reaching out to another another sector. Um, yeah. Your all-time favourite song? 
Oh, oh, okay. Uh, oh, there's so many. Okay, if I'm in the tractor and I need a bit of a boost during harvest, uh, Sunshine by Dario G. It nice. also makes me think of Ola McCool on Derry Girls <laughs> on the last episode, which is my favourite TV programme ever. So, yeah. Cool. Or anything Dolly Parton. Two Doors Down, uh, Heartbreak Express. Absolutely adore Dolly. <laughs> nice. You've already said your favourite TV show, so I'm going to ask you your favourite book. Oh, okay. I do love to read um, fiction. I'd say Lexus to the Lost by Iona Gray, which is a bit romantic, but I love it. And um, I'd say the best farming book I've read recently. Oh, I'd say it has to be Chief Shepherdess is one. Yeah. Yeah. Hers was really good, I'd say. It covered some tough topics. and yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Great. Good shout outs. And uh, the final questions, uh, your message for the public. My message to the public is question where your food comes from. If you, there is, you serve a plate of food and there is not one thing on that plate you could tell me that doesn't come from, you don't know where it's come from, for instance, it's all just come from a supermarket, kind of question that and go, well, where does it actually come from? I'm not trying to berate anyone or anything like that, but I think having that connection, it improves you, improves kind of your respect for your food and your body in general and health and all that kind of thing. So yeah, just be curious, have, ask a few questions. Fantastic. And Amy, your message for farmers. Oh, uh, work hard, but don't forget to, Make time for yourself. You are your business's biggest asset. And if you're stressed and you're close to tears, it's not going to work very well, is it? So, yeah, make time for yourself. Make goals outside of the outside of your little business, your business. And, um, yeah, just make sure you spend time with your friends as well. Brilliant. Important message, I think. And finally, your recommendation for a blog, podcast, or social media account to follow, which can be farming, but it doesn't need to be farming. Oh, okay. I'll I'll do a few. Um, so podcasts that isn't farming, obviously. Uh, I'm true fan addict, true true crime fan addict. Uh, I'd say the Morbid podcast is really okay. good. Um, Instagram. Oh. Go on, I'll give Frank a shout. Uh, Lee Gate Farm is Frank Carr. He's a he farms near Malham, and he just he films. It's just beautiful scenery. Even if you're not interested in kind of farming, it's just kind of escapism. So I like that one as well. Yeah, great, fantastic, Amy. Thank you so much for coming on the show, especially after your really really long day. And congrats again for finishing harvest. Oh yes. We did it. Yeah, you're Thank done. you very much for having me. <laughs> Been a pleasure. That is it for today. Uh, if you haven't already, please like and subscribe to the show. Please also leave us a review wherever you're listening as soon as you finish listening to this. Uh, massive thank you again to Amy and to our primary podcast sponsor, Howden Rural Insurance, for supporting the show. Um, any links we mentioned today, any extra information is in the show notes. For now, though, I'm Ben Eagle. This has been Meet the Farmers. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you have a great week.